Welcome back to the What's Your One More podcast. So today I'm your host, Quentin Harris, flying solo on this episode. Pretty excited though. We've got some great content to talk about. You know, I oftentimes get asked, Q, when are rates going to come down? Obviously, we don't have a crystal ball. We've put some forecasts out there. We've hit on some. We've missed on some. But I think the forecast overall is very accurate. Timeline is you know somewhat delayed, if you may. But I want to bring some things into perspective because we keep talking about this pent-up demand. And we have a lot of people going, yeah, that. but what do you mean by that? And, you know, Some of the comments online, we've had viewers ask and listeners ask, what do you mean by that? And I kind of want to dial in some recent headlines, more importantly, some facts that we're seeing kind of come about of the current homeowners on this lock-in effect. So today I'm going to do a deep dive on the lock-in effect because we've talked about that. And that is going to be a huge portion of this pent-up demand. And when we talk about lock-in effect, like what do we mean by that? Well, for example, locked-in effect means you, the homeowner, have a home that you're in and it's at a lower interest rate that you may have gotten in 2020, 2021, something with a three or a four handle on it, right? And you are very comfortable with the payment, but all of a sudden, your household needs have changed. They've either grown or you've outgrown the space, or now multiple people are working from home inside this house. You know, you need more room any way you look at it, but you're not prepared to give up that interest rate and move into another home at today's interest rate. So that's the lock-in effect. You're locked into this mortgage, you're locked into this house, and there are millions of people in this scenario. Matter of fact, according to Inman, over 92% of all mortgages in America have a 6% or below interest rate. Now that's 92% of all mortgages have 6% or low. To take it a step further, of that, 82.4%, according to Yahoo Finance, 82.4% or 5% are below. So we're talking 80, basically 83% of America has a 5% or below interest rate on their mortgage. That's a lock-in effect. And we know that $4 trillion worth of mortgages have a 4% or below interest rate. That's a massive lock-in effect. So, you know, in one of our last episodes, we showed what that does in the form of interest rate. If you're one of those 4%, you know, homeowners, when you go to 7%, we were using the national median price here. So this may not be your home, but it was the median price that it was over a $660 differential to go from 4% to 7%. But four to five was only $190. Now, while still a a jump of some sort in the household budget, much more manageable to make it in that scenario than it would be at 7%, the current rate in which we did that diagram for the audience. Now, for me, what I take a look at here is, you know, we've said over and over again, we think five will be the new three. And when it comes online, when a 5% mortgage comes online, it will be the new three. You're going to have people inside that 4% plus the people that are currently at six and even five that are in that lock-in effect that want to make a move. They're going to make the move. And what you'll see is almost like a musical chair aspect of home ownership. And what I mean by that is, you know how it goes in musical chairs. You go around to the last one standing is out. That's how it's going to work from a household perspective because you're literally going to say, okay, I put my home up for sale and then you got to find another home. And you may have identified it already or during that time you identify it and then someone's immediately going to jump on your home and it's going to, this is going to be a repeat uh, methodology for the duration of which interest rates are at five or maybe even they slip a little bit lower. That could actually happen. And if history repeats itself from 2001, which we fully anticipate it will, we will see that 4% handle somewhere in 2025. So I I think that that's, for me, a really important aspect to take a look at is how many people are locked into their mortgages. And as I pull up some other notes I did here for the show, what this is showing is that if we look at the total existing resales, this is what we call inventory. So total resale market, not new builds. If you look at the total existing resales in America right now, it's at the lowest point matching 
2020's inventory during the height of COVID. We're matching that. We're much lower than pre-pandemic levels. And in some markets, there is a tremendous amount of hemorrhaging taking place right now in, you know, inventory levels. And we like to compare 2019 to now, because if you compare 2020 and 2021 in, in the real estate industry, those were just, those were just white unicorn years. They're just uncomparable. There's nothing to compare them to except each other. Right. But if you're looking at 2022, 2023 data, it's better to compare it to 2019. And what we're seeing is the depletion of inventory across major metropolitans in the United States. And it's it's pretty rapid. Um, and one of the things that I like to take a look at is these sub-markets, right? We always talk about there are sub-markets in America that are actually seeing things differently than what we're talking about. They fa- they are far and few between. And thanks to our friends over at Zonda and Realtor.com, we can kind of show you some of those cities. You know, Austin, Texas is a great example. Austin, Texas is actually a city that has a higher listing count of homes right now than they did back in 2019. Dallas, Houston, Indianapolis, Las Vegas, Portland, Denver, and Richmond. All cities, and Columbus is flat as well as Minneapolis, all cities right there are either flat to their 2019 inventory or they're much greater. Well, why is that an issue? Well, because that that actually might not be a seller's market right now. That might actually be a buyer's market. But what I name off about eight cities there? We're talking eight major metropolitan cities. Then there's the rest of them in the United States that are way below. And so I think that I think that when we take a look at at this this conundrum. Imagine what would happen. Imagine what would happen if interest rates meet that demand that we're talking about. And also take a look at those 90s babies that we keep referring to in the podcast, that 90, 91, 92 generation. Those three years, you add pressure from those three years wanting demand in the market, plus the lock-in effect demand, and you're going to have a major, major boom of, of real estate take place in 2024, 2025. And so when rates are affordable, what happens to all the markets? Well, take a look at this survey that was recently done by Zonda again. Zonda did a survey of over uh, 2,000 people. And inside that survey, the number one complaint, 70%, 70% of people in that survey said, current mortgage rates are impacting my decision to buy a home. 70%. And it wasn't even close after that. And then the second one was home prices. So that's where we talk about the affordability complex that's taking place. But home prices, it only made up, you know, it, it only made up a small portion of that survey and it was a number two. So what we're seeing is we what we already know, rates drive the market, but it's such a massive amount of, 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 of weight in the decision-making process. That's why we can comfortably say when those rates go down, that demand, that lock-in, those people sitting on the sidelines, those newcomers to the markets that have, have household formations right now. Now, when we say that, we mean the, the 90s babies having household formations, you know, actually, actually, you know, nesting, having a family. When all of that meets, it is going to be one of the greatest years of real estate that I think if you're in the business you've ever experienced. And, and, and I believe that'll be 2025. It is going to be an unbelievable year. And then builders by this time will have time to actually build additional homes to go with that demand. And when I talk about builders, something that's interesting to me is there was this mantra of builders, I would say pre-COVID, there was a big push to build higher-end luxury homes or just higher-priced homes. Well, that that concept has shifted dramatically, and we're actually seeing builders build more affordable, smaller homes than they did in the past. Matter of fact, if I look at the average square footage from 2018, we're seeing a 38% decline in square footage from 2018 to 2023. And that, that's affordability. And, and that is also going to impact those buyers that we're describing that are coming to the market as well, looking for that affordable housing. 
And then the last thing I'll leave you with, there are some top markets in the United States right now in the second quarter that are just thriving as far as new build coming to the market in the form of permitting. And the thing about permitting, when you look at new builders, it kind of gives you insight to what's coming online. Now, the challenge is you don't know what stage of the permit is in. You know, you don't know if they're clearing land, they're doing streets, they're going vertical, foundations. It, you don't know. But you know permits have been filed. You just don't know what stage those permits are in after they've been filed. But you think about this. I mean, top 15 cities in America with, with tremendous amount of permitting, Dallas, Houston, Atlanta, Austin, Phoenix, San Antonio, Orlando, Riverside, Charlotte, Tampa, Raleigh, Washington, Las Vegas, and Jacksonville, Florida, all areas, all areas, top 15, of new homes that have been permitted waiting to come online. And that doesn't include what's already in the pipeline. So builders are working diligently to get those homes out there for this demand to meet it. And then last thing, when we look at permitting across the United States, 2022, it was a massive decline when we take a look at it. I mean, it was almost like a downward slope as if the builders had hit the pause button, which is exactly what they did because rates were increasing. They were trying to understand their profitability structure. They had labor issues. They had, you know, um, uh, inventory, excuse me, product inventory issues, if you may, shortage of, 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 of products. And now here we are, that labor issue is still there, but the price pressure is not as great as it once was on the products. And some of the labor force is coming back in bigger waves. You're starting to see a huge uprise. It's actually the complete opposite of the back half of 22 where it was going down. You're seeing a massive uprise here in 2023, which is extremely encouraging for new inventory coming online. Yo, thank you so much for choosing us today. We're definitely not done with our podcast, but we are going to take a really short sponsor break and then we'll get right back to the show. I've been in the lending business for 20 years. I've seen many different lenders. During those 20 years, I recognized there's a difference between being an originator and an advisor. And the team at Bank of England is full of advisors. They take their time to understand your needs. They take the time to structure a mortgage for you and your family. And I cannot recommend them enough. If you're in the market to purchase a home, maybe it's a second home, maybe it's an investment property, or you're looking to refinance your current property that you live in, take a minute to work with the advisors at Bank of England Mortgage. They're a nationwide lender, and you can find your local branch at boemortgage.com. www.boemortgage.com. Because it's more than loans, it's people. Thanks so much for letting us give a shout out to our sponsor. All right, now back to the podcast. So as I wrap this this episode up, let's talk about lock-in effect. You've got six, excuse me, 92% mortgage, 92% of all mortgages in the United States have a 6% or less mortgage on their home. 82.4 have 5% or less. $4 trillion of mortgages are 4% less in America. That's your lock-in effect. The Over 50% of that volume has suggested they would move if rates were lower. And the number one, the number one holdback from a survey that was recently done by Zonda, 70% of that number one holdback was all mortgage rates. And then you have all the 90s babies sitting in the wing ready to meet that demand and add to it. So a combination of lock effect and a combination of demand sitting and becoming new to the market and then the combination of the demand sitting on the sidelines, you're going to have a potential perfect storm in real estate brewing that could lead into 2024, definitely 2025. So if you're in the real estate business, keep your chin up. If you're a mortgage loan officer, keep your chin up. Good times are ahead as you get through this. And it all it takes is a little bit of rate drop. You can see the demand brewing in the background and you can see the markets are primed and ready. There's only a select few that have more inventory than they did in 2019. So good things are ahead. I'm very excited about that. And I can't wait to see what that holds for all of us through 2024 and 2025. If you're a potential buyer, 
I would look at buying now. I would look at taking advantage of this market before that demand upticks because as all those people rush to the market, there's not enough homes to satisfy that appetite. There's just not enough homes to satisfy it. So you're going to have multiple offers on the same home, thus increasing the price point. It's going to be a very different market than what it is right now. Right now, you have more cooperative sellers than you will have during that demand period. And you also have more inventory that you can take a look at than you will during that demand period. The offsets the interest rate, right? Can you make it work? If you can make it work, do it because you can always refinance later as those rates drop back down and you'll experience that rise in the price point of the home that you currently own. Heck, who knows? You might even make enough in appreciation depending on the market you're in. You could sell that home and have a great down payment for another home or turn it into a rental. Options are unlimited for you during that time, but you got to get in the game and be a homeowner. So till the next episode, guys, check us out on our channels at What's Your One More with the number one. Follow us on Apple if you like this. Five-star review this podcast. If you would, please share it with a friend or a family member. And then check us out on the other platforms at Google, Amazon, and also on Spotify. Very cool feature on Spotify right now. The whole the whole video session that we're doing streams during the audio portion of Spotify. And they have surveys and questions as they're very interactive. Hats off to the uh, platform at Spotify for what they're doing over there. Check us out on our YouTube channel. Subscribe at What's Your One More. We put all of our graphs, all of our charts, everything I mentioned about Zonda and their surveys will be on there as well. And then as well as some of the links and the articles I described earlier in the podcast. Till next time, guys, check us out on our social at What's Your One More with number one. We'll see you guys on the next one. I got one more shot. I'm going to make it. One more chance, I'm gonna take it I meant it when I said it, now it's time for me to do it I got one life to live, so I put all into it, yeah